Hello, and welcome to the SAP Coffee Corner Radio, with listeners in countries ranging from Norway to the United Arab Emirates. This episode, Sam and I have a look at the actual Coffee Corner on the SAP community, and pick out a few discussions what's going on in there. So grab a coffee, and enjoy the show. Yeah, so for this episode, um, I had the idea that there is a section on the community website that covers coffee corner discussions, basically. Right? Um, and since we're the Coffee Corner radio podcast, I thought it would be fitting to try to combine the two and spend a little bit of time looking up the sort of discussions and posts that were up on the uh, up on the coffee corner. So... I have to admit, I, I sort of dropped in and out of the coffee corner a little bit over the years, but um, I haven't really spent a huge amount of time there. What, what about you, Jacob? Have you spent much time on the? To be honest, not really. Uh, it's 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 the place that you go in at times and just have a look, and it's not a, a, a very active space of the community, but it's more sort of that all content off topic seems to go in there, and and there there is honestly some pretty good laughs in there. Um, so it's yeah. So it's not necessarily people asking questions or writing blog posts or anything. It's it's really just somebody having starting a discussion and then seeing where it goes. Yeah. And and I suppose I mean, like you said, I, I kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe there's not that much going on. But the three the three sort of discussions that that I picked out for for this episode, um, I was I was kind of blown away by how many views that they've gotten and how many comments there are, right? So, mm. so if we, I mean, if we, just start, if we just start off with the first one. So the first one was by um, Morton Whitrock. And Morton posted a picture of um, a, Lego, um, a Lego build that he'd completed, right? It was, uh, it was one of those sets from uh, the Avengers. It was oh. the Hulk, what was it again? Some the Lego Hulkbuster Ultra Hulk Edition. Hulkbuster. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> three thousand. No, sorry, with one thousand three hundred and sixty-three pieces. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, which is quite impressive, right? Um, but this post has got over three thousand views and sixty-nine comments. Mm. Right. So <laughs> it's pretty impressive, right? And so everyone's talking about Lego, um, obviously from their childhood, but but also the sort of Lego kits and stuff that they build as adults as well, um, which, was, which was pretty interesting. And some of the pictures they've posted are awesome. There's, there's amazing stuff in here. And, and uh, so I'm a huge Lego fan myself, obviously, being from Denmark. And, and a big shout out to Morten, a fellow Dane. Uh, um, but yes, yeah, so some of these 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 things uh, and the pictures that's posted in here is absolutely crazy. Um, like I, I, I have to admit, I bought a Lego set for my ten month old son because it. Uh, so that was a Lego Technic set because it said from ten to sixteen on the package, and obviously that's ten that's ten months, not ten years. Uh, so so I bought two 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 Technic Lego Technic sets just to built it so i'm i'm a massive fan of lego myself now are you a fan like one of the things that came up in the discussion was people saying oh you know all these kits they're you know the kits that you know you build and it turns out to be the millennium falcon or the saturn 5 rocket or whatever it is right that they're that they're not as um they don't sort of encourage as much imagination maybe as the older sets that were just 
like you went out, you bought the generic um, blocks, and you had to sort of design it yourself. Are you, are you do you fall like one way or the other on that? Or well, uh, I think so. For myself, I love the kits. For my son, I prefer him to to use the generic one. So, <laughs> but but that's probably more because of like with the sets that he's got, and he's got like the PlayStation and heaps of Star Wars things and stuff. He tears them apart and then built something else with them. And I like if you've seen the movie, the 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 Lego movie, the first one, the Craggle, where it's basically just glue, and he wants to glue everything together so it can't be taken apart. I I get that urge to just <laughs> <laughs> don't please don't because it took us three days to put this together. So um, my son does my son does that too, right? We'll we'll build we'll build whatever it is, whatever the actual you know it's supposed to be. We yeah. build that. And then I'll go into his room and all those pieces will be in with all the other millions of pieces of Lego. Exactly. Which is like, we're never ever building that again, are we? <laughs> that, was a, that was a one-off. But then he uses all those pieces to build something different, right? So yeah. Oh, we, we did. So we, Melina, my wife and I, we spent like three days on the, like he's got a massive set. So I, I, he inherited Lego from, um, from my brothers, myself. So he's got a massive, massive box of Lego. And we spent like two days just picking out pieces and actually rebuilding some of the stuff that he had. Uh, just be well, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, but now I keep it separate, etc. Just like it was a matter of days before everything just went back into the dark. <laughs> so, big pile, big yeah. Pile. But it's yeah. look, it's it's. I reckon it's it's an awesome toy, and I absolutely love the imagination. I think it's 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 hard, especially at being a parent, to sort of let go of that urge just to glue everything together because you just want to sit yeah. there don't don't play with it just let it sit uh, but actually um in some of the comments as well they mentioned the um what was it called lego serious play so it's some sort of um and i have seen this before it, it, it sparked a memory for me where um it's like a corporate thing to sort of encourage people to be more um creative in meetings where they have this sort of um lego facilitated workshop okay type of thing did you see did you see that no i must have missed that okay i need to have a look into that because that sounded really interesting it it, to me it kind of sounded a bit like maybe you know the way the design thinking process runs you through certain sort of um activities and things like that it sounded it sounded like um um, like this serious Lego serious play was a kind of a process that used Lego to kind of get people into a more creative headspace. So um, I need to find out a bit more about that. Um, it, I think that will be a, a, a very good sort of startup session for getting warmed up to being creative, especially at uh, like a design thinking session, which is pretty intensive. But this can be sort of a, a fun breakout session or something where you just go, okay, well, now let's do something completely different for half an hour mm. or whatever it is. Probably make people quite uncomfortable, I can imagine. Because sometimes when I, even when I do some of the design thinking stuff and I'm in the room with, you know, managers and, and uh, you know, sort of CIOs or whatever and we're, we're doing an exercise and, you know, maybe it feels a little bit trivial or playful, Um even that can be a bit awkward sometimes, right? You kind of, they kind of get, you kind of get the feeling like they're looking at you, going, "Why are we doing this? <laughs> am, am I paying you? For, am I paying you for that?" <laughs> That's right. Imagine whipping out the Lego set and, and uh, 
I might get some funny looks. But anyway, um, I, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. I think we lose we lose that ability to play maybe a little bit when we get when we get older. Um, I, I, I'd say completely. Like yeah. I I find now, like I I used to be able to build a square box and think it was a submarine on, like when I was a kid and stuff like that. Today I'm like I'm having like I I actually love spending some time with my son and just building crazy cars or spaceships or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but it tends to sort of always be one of those. Like he can just he can build the craziest stuff and just make up awesome things. Uh, he's seven, so well, albeit it's not very advanced stuff, but it can be whatever he wants. Where I'm still stuck in my either it's a car or it's a spaceship kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it's interesting. So it was like I said, there were sixty nine comment comments on this. Um, some of some of the friends of the podcast as well. So Craig Schmehill, who we had on the um, SAP Champions podcast last, Craig's posted lots of pictures of his um, his Lego builds. Which yeah, DJ Adam pretty... posted some uh, stop motion Lego movies. Yeah, that looks pretty cool too, actually. <laughs> um, I must admit, so so I worked in Malaysia, as you know, a couple of years ago, and and there are some absolutely Lego maniacs over there. Um, and some of the people I work with was that they just like they bought all the uh, like the Lego City stuff. Um, and I think uh, who did that comment? Um, Steph, Steph. Yeah, yeah. Steffi. Steffi, yeah. Um, and some of that, and they just have so much of it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, that's no, pretty cool, and. Um, there was a mention of the SAP Inside Track Kids events too. I think Lego plays yeah. quite a big role in those events too. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. I think I guess we'd encourage everyone to go and have a look at that. Um, yeah, post pictures. Post, post pictures. post pictures if you if you are Lego affiliate like the rest yeah. of us. I mean, it's clearly hit a chord with the community. Absolutely. Um, so that was pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. So that was the first. That was the first discussion I picked up. Now this next one has even more views, <laughs> even more comments, even more blown away by this. Um, so this was by Yelena, and Yelena posted a, a discussion around what she called ABAP gore, right? <laughs> and this was pretty interesting too. I think we've probably all come across this at some stage, right, where we've come across code where it might be our own code we'd written a while ago or you're reviewing somebody else's code, um, and you just look at it and you kind of go, what the hell were they thinking? Or what the hell was I thinking when I wrote that, right? Um, and so this post, I'll let you talk about this because I know this, this, this is something we, we discussed just a few days ago where you were talk, talking to me about some of the code that you were looking at. But this post has over 6,000 views um, and... Yeah, two hundred and twenty-four comments. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, funnily enough, been only 16, 16 likes. <laughs> so only sixteen likes. Wow, you've got to sign in to like it, right? Yeah, oh, that's true. I guess you just have to sign in to comment on it as well. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that kind of blew me away. I have to say, I have not been through all two hundred and twenty-four comments, and I do find some of them like I, I yeah, you have to be a bit of a, a propeller head developer. Um, maybe to, to get all of this stuff too. Um, yeah. Some of it's maybe a bit too subtle for me. I haven't done a lot of development in ABAP for many years, but um, yeah, really, really some interesting 
comments and, and funny stuff in there. So do you want to tell your story? Well, yeah. So, so my story was I uh, recently revisited a blog I wrote about three years ago. Um, and I, I had the stuff that I did back then. I had it uh, in a GitHub repository. So I, I went back, and this was a UI5 app that I did back then. I went back and uh, what needed to, to basically re- copy the, the example. Um, and I had, if you know UI5, so I had JSON models left, right, and center. Uh, <laughs> I had a JavaScript view. It was just, it was, a, it was horrible. I was sitting there, like, crunching my toes looking at that. And going, so I went back to, to my customer and said, look, I'm sorry, but I need to rebuild this. I can't just build on top of it because it's so crap um so i i absolutely get it and that's even like about ui5 whatever it is like this 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 um way you sort of sometimes you leave code for a bit and then you go back to it and you're going what the hell was i think thinking and like some of the comments here even the first one from elena where you got a, a, some um variables where it's just weird stuff that doesn't say anything and then there's a comment saying, oh, yeah, but this means that. So <laughs> V underscore PT, and then the comment saying that's the processor type. So that's going to be excellent down the track with like you know, a couple of thousand prog- lines of program code, and then you've got V underscore PT. <laughs> <laughs> so one, of my, one of my favorite ones was DJ. <laughs> DJ posted something here. I need to find it, where he was like reviewing something, and someone had declared a constant for... Oh, here we go. They... They'd, um, they declared a constant C underscore 20 with a field length of 2 and the value was 25. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one as well. <laughs> so they'd, obviously had, they'd gone back in at a later point and changed the value to 25, but the constant name was still C underscore 20, so that was, yeah. was pretty great. But I found another one with a, a, a method for returning side datum. So there's a, oh, a, yes. a, a data LV date type side datum. LV date equals side datum. The return value equals LV side date. Datum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but six lines of code where they didn't... And they didn't, they didn't need it. to do it at all. <laughs> Anyways, that's funny. But I, I mean, I guess there's two different things here, right? There's there's just crazy stuff like that. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Didn't make sense then and doesn't make sense now. Mm. But what you were talking about really was maybe... Um, you know things things change as well right especially in the ui5 space you'll you'll do something one way and then you'll you'll find out oh they've actually changed the way you do that and this new way is the best practice and then you know what you've done before starts to look a bit silly right yeah but it it all comes down to sort of the the agile concept of technical debt like you 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 do something one way and then you you realize well you build upon it and then when you come back to it later you've realized actually it's not supposed to be like that anymore. So if you don't fix it, you're creating this technical debt that needs to be rectified at some later stage. Or you just carry on and then building on top of it. Um, and look, it's, I think, honestly, I think all of us are probably fighting that uh, on almost a daily basis. Um, and sometimes there's just too much pressure to deliver. Whereas when we see something, oh, well, I don't have time to fix this now and actually make it correct. I'll just patch on top of it and whatever. And mm. it's just sad that we, that's sort of what we do, but it's all in respect to, to timelines and deliverables and et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's understandable too. That's understandable too. Um, 
Okay, so and then, but yeah, so people should go and have a look at that if they want a bit of a, a laugh and. Um, yeah, no. Um, so just one, one. So first of all, I think it's it's awesome to see um, so many code examples and and people actually coming out of the shower saying, "Oh yeah, I did that." I want to point to another blog that um, Colleen Hebert did, um, which is a sort of a similar concept where she's basically saying, "Oh, this is a blog post for you to admit your biggest mistakes." Yes. Yeah. Um, and that comment uh, blog, I don't have it. Let's see if I can find it just quickly. Actually, has a, a lot of comments in, and views in there as well. Um, and so it, it's, it's, I mean, it's good to be able to sort of stand up there and say, you know, um, sort of let your guard down a bit and say, yeah. look, <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not perfect. I don't pretend to be. And uh, I mean, I guess people learn the most from from your mistakes, right? Absolutely. Um, That's I was the way we grow. To, right. I was listening to a podcast, BBC F, uh, Formula One podcast during the week and they had an interview with Toto Wolf and Toto Wolf is the um, is the team director for um, or the team principal for Mercedes F1 um, and he was talking about how in their culture they um, you know they, they really try to learn from the mistakes right and um, you know he said if you when you win the Grand Prix uh, you know you, you, you maybe don't learn so much as you do when you make a mistake or you um you come second or third or last or whatever then you really start looking at what went wrong and um admittedly mercedes haven't done too much wrong recently but um it's really good it's a really good attitude to have i think to to be kind of you know fully embrace when you do fail and realize that when you fail at something uh, it's probably when you're learning the most right so yeah, absolutely. Um, the podcast details. Hi, this is Florian from Germany, and you're listening to Sub Coffee Corner Radio Podcast. Good. All right. So the final, the final um, discussion that I picked up on was a recent one um, from Gregor, from Gregor Wolf. Um, and so Gregor has is sort of continuing almost an age old, uh, an age old tradition around uh, tech ed events, and he's posted that he is going to take the train this year from um, from Munich to where he lives, I guess, to Barcelona um, for tech ed in Europe, and uh, rather than so rather than fly, which would have had a carbon impact of three hundred and twenty kilos. Um, he's going to take the train and that's only a carbon impact of 40 kilos. But apart from being more environmentally friendly, he also points out that um, in the past there have been other initiatives like this to get people sort of together and to start collaborating before, uh, before an event, right? So um, actually just before, we, just before we sat down to record this, I had a look at the video from the... From, so in, in the blog... Um, Gregor mentions that in 2008, so what we're talking over 11 years ago, um, there was a, a, a train ride from um, Frankfurt, I think, to Berlin. I don't know how far that is. It's probably not that far. Um, probably not as far as, definitely not as far as going down to Barcelona, but uh, where there was a big group of SAP people who were going to the conference and and they all took the train together and there's actually a video from Dennis Howlett uh, of that train trip and um 
and a lot of familiar faces on there. So Craig Schmehill was there, um, and Catherine Pedro was there, uh, Oliver Cole was there with his iPhone. Now this was 2008. I reckon that must have been the he, first he, iPhone. He was he was riding the wave there. <laughs> he was, and he was talking about a web app that he'd um, <clears throat> talking about a web app that he'd written for the TechEd um, that was running on the on the iPhone. Um, so that was uh, yeah, that was pretty cool too, and pretty cutting edge. But um, so that was that that video. People should go and have a look at that. That that really brought back some some memories for me. But also, there's there's been the initiative of the Clue Bus. Um, for tech ed in Las Vegas. So I know of at least two times, maybe three times when um, people have gotten together and, and taken a bus together from, uh, I think it was from San Francisco down to Las Vegas. Um, and I guess it's a good opportunity to meet people and to talk about different things. And, um, you know, really that's the whole point of these events anyway, like all the information um, that you get, you can probably get after the event through other channels, but um, you certainly can't report. It's much harder to replicate the people that you meet and the friendships that you make. So, um, I think good on, good on Gregor. Um, apart from saving the planet um, with uh, you know re- reducing his CO two footprint, he um, he's also encouraging people to, you know, to to get out there before the event, collaborate, get to know each other. Um, and uh, yeah, and really kind of start the event early, I guess. Did, have you ever taken one? Did you take the bus? No, I don't. No, I didn't. I didn't take the bus when I was a ticket. Uh, unfortunately, I'd love to. I think uh, I'm not sure if Mike Doyle did. So a uh, fellow uh, local here in, in Australia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it is an amazing opportunity. And look, it's that's what community is all about. Like we have all the the sort of the local inside tracks, etc., which is great for meeting your local. Um, your local community, but like obviously a tech head, you you're there with five thousand people or whatever it is, and it's really hard to like to make these connections and like it's but it's 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 awesome. But actually having so like sitting on a train or on a bus etc. just gives you an amazing opportunity to really get get close to people and 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 build these relationships more than you would do crying over a beard. Uh, at a bar somewhere in, tech, in in Vegas or Barcelona, where it is. Uh, <laughs> so it, yeah, yeah. It, you can have a beer on the bus too. It's probably okay. Yeah, yeah, but what I mean, like you, you don't have all the music and all the other, uh, like yeah, it's it's more uh, intimate. Yeah, you get a bit more time to talk to people. It's yeah, good. yeah, it's good. Yeah, and and it, it's you know, like at the end of the day, the, him actually trying to to make less of an impact. Um, I think is 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 really cool, and I know that at Sapphire where we were luckily to be invited, they did really try as well to to reduce the carbon footprint. So I think it's a it's a general thing from SAP to, for the conferences to actually try and reduce the amount of plastics, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and, and all that stuff. Um, mm. But also, um, like it's great to see that that people from the community are actually thinking about this as well, and, and say, okay, well, how can how can I do mine to 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 help with this? Yeah, so it doesn't help us too much, Gregor. Um, I don't think either Jacob or I are going to be traveling on the train from from Munich to um, to Barcelona. Well, you <laughs> no. never know. But um, might be surprised. I guess if if the listeners out there, if anyone's planning on heading down to to Barcelona for TechEd, and um, they're heading out of 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 uh, Munich, or I think Gregor said he's going Munich, Paris, and then Paris down. Mm. Um, so if yeah, if anyone wants to join him, have a look. Have a look in the coffee corner and um, 
and make some contact because uh, that could be a fun that could be a fun trip. I wonder how long that takes. So it's six six and a half hours from Paris to Barcelona. Um, that's not too bad, actually. Yeah, that's that's, that's all right. You can walk around, etc. And there's sort of like the, obviously there's a there's a massive community in in uh, Belgium and and the Netherlands. So maybe yeah. some people from there would be interested in this, and obviously from the UK as well. Um, so I think it's it's an awesome that's opportunity. A- and, that's and a nice fast train if that was an Australian train it would probably take three and a half days to get down from <laughs> that would be from Canberra to Sydney which normally takes six hours <laughs> don't get me don't, don't get me started on that yeah. <laughs> anyway alright so yeah we encourage people to go and have a look at the coffee corner on the community website and um, yeah hopefully you'll find some interesting some interesting stuff now before we wrap up I have a couple of things a couple of other things I wanted to um get a plug in for. So I, I blogged recently myself. Um, it's just a quick blog really to get people or to invite people to come onto the show, right? Did you see that? Did you see yeah. that blog? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So basically the, the idea behind that is we want to hear the voice of the community on the show and, and the invitation that, that I sent out was for people to come and leave us a message on the podcast and basically in that message to just say who they were, where they're from and um, say that, you know, you're listening to the SAP Coffee Corner radio podcast. So we've got one person that's done it already. I definitely saw that we had, um, I think it was Florian, um, has left us the message with mm. his with his greeting, which is great. We'll try to include that in this podcast then. Um, the idea is that people can uh, record that and we will use that in uh, in future podcasts. So I encourage people to try to do that. Just, um, I guess, just check out on Twitter or on um on the community site, just have a have a look for um, my most recent uh, blog post. I think I retweeted it with the uh, with the coffee corner as well. So yeah, right. that, that will be excellent. For, we'll love to hear from you. Obviously, we'll love to hear have you as a guest as well. So if you have something you want to come on the show and talk about, um, give us a shout out, and uh, we'll be happy to host it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the final thing for me is uh, sort of some self promotion here. The um, I'm I'm busily organizing the first SAP Stumptish uh, to take place in Canberra um, with the Australian Australian capital. Uh, so if anyone out there is listening from Canberra, um, watch out. There's going to be a, an invite or a, an open invite to the first SAP Stumptish event uh, in the Canberra region. So hopefully that that goes well and we get a f- get some more local community engagement down there. Uh, down in Canberra too. You, you've you've done stump tissues in Brisbane, or are you just doing inside tracks so far? No, so far it's only been inside tracks. Uh, I have been talking to to some of the other uh, um, guys about maybe starting up a stump tissue, but frankly, like I'm I'm so invested in the family right now, and I've got some three small kids that. I need to to make sure yeah, it's that hard to get everything done. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, for people who don't know, the Stammtisch is basically a German mm-hmm. uh, German, I guess, phrase that essentially means like a local table, right? So if you go into a restaurant or a bar in Germany or Switzerland or Austria, um, there's a Stammtisch, which is the place where all the locals sort of hang out, right? And so it's uh, the idea with the SAP Stammtisch is that it's for you know, people who are interested in SAP, they can be technical or functional, they can be experts or just, you know, novices. It doesn't really matter as long as um, they want to meet other people from the SAP community in their local area. Um, and they just, we come along, we hang out. Uh, everyone sort of, you know, pays for themselves, you know, drinks and food. 
Um, it's just an opportunity to meet meet like-minded people and, and have a chat about what's going on. It's great for building your network um, and just meeting, you know, we all do this uh, as a job. It's great to meet other people who do the same thing. So um, encourage people to, I think it's Stumptish is a good way to start. I mean, the inside tracks are great. They do take a little bit more um, organizing. Usually there's speakers and there's presentations and that sort of thing. But with the Stumptish, it's more just about getting together, having a chat, having yeah. something to eat, something to drink. So, um, yeah. And I have to say, I've seen lots and lots of Stumptish and Inside Track announcements. If you go into the community website, um, there is a relatively new area um, for all the events. And you can have a look at the the code jams, the inside tracks, the stumptish, and obviously the, you know, the more formal events like TechEd and stuff. But there's um, there's a good new section on the community website that shows you all those, all those upcoming events. Mm, absolutely. All right. Is there anything else? No, I think that's it. Uh, obviously, as always, if you have any feedback for the podcast. Um, Give us a shout out on Twitter or go into Simon's blog and, and, and leave a comment. Okay, thanks, Jacob. Thank you, Simon.